Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. in Edmonton. Our title sponsor is Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers and the service is excellent. Go check out Hugh Porter who just texted me asking about the trade. He says, hey BU, is that a good trade for the Oilers? I don't know. Time will tell. If you're just tuning in, the Oilers uh, have traded a third round pick in uh, the 2019 draft that they acquired for Patrick Maroon to Philadelphia for Cooper Maroody, who uh, plays for the University of Michigan. And uh, he, I guess, could go back to Michigan next season or sign a pro contract with the Oilers and uh, play in Bakersfield next season, which I think is uh, the most likely uh, scenario for the Oilers after they acquired him here. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and on the north side. You can call on our Oilers now hotline. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. They also have Bill Angle on March 24th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can text us at 630-630. That's brought to you by Westlock Ford. All right. We uh, head out to Florida. We bring aboard Dan Rosen, who is covering the NHL GM meetings for NHL.com. Dan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, guys. How are you doing? Not bad. A long time no talk. Uh, yeah, I know you're busy out there, so we appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm happy to come on. Talk some GMs, talk some goalie interference probably, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the big story <laughs> in the NHL today. Unless you want to talk about uh, Cooper. Do you know anything about uh, the prospect that the Oilers acquired? <laughs> I gotta tell you, the first I heard of it was what I heard you say. Oh, okay. I think the uh, I think the email did come across. You know, when you're in a you're in the bubble here at the GM, so you're like not seeing much else. Uh, certainly, like not in trades like that. I mean, third round picks not enough, and no, I mean that's something you gotta they gotta like the prospect if they're giving up a third round pick. I mean, that's that's at least something right there. Yeah, that that's what I was saying. They must uh, like something about them because uh, it's a deep draft in 2019 from all accounts yeah. I've heard. So there must be something. And a texter said, hey, maybe they're out uh, scouting the Hughes kid who also plays for Michigan, and that's how they noticed uh, Cooper in the first place. So we'll see possible. what happens here. Yeah, no, that's very possible. Yeah. Well, let's get to the hot topic today, Dan. Um, so a decision, I guess, has been made. Problem solved. Goaltender interference. We're good to go moving forward, are we? Yeah, wipe your hands with it, it's all over, right? That's the way it goes. <laughs> no, they, they did make a decision um, to switch the video, switch the final authority, the final decision on the video reviews for goaltender interference into the situation room 
in Toronto. But in doing so, they're also going to add a retired official, an ex-official, uh, into the room. So he's part uh, every night. So that ex-official, there'll be a rotation of them. You know, they have a couple of them on staff now. Um, part of like the official management team. They actually are all out during the playoffs and on the headsets for all reviews. So, But put them in the room for the regular season, one at least one a night. Uh, and they will be involved in the evaluation process for the review. But the final decision for the reviews on goaltender interference will be made by a member of the Hockey Operations Department, Chris King, Kay Whitmore, among them, uh, every time. It will, they'll be in consultation with the referee on the ice, but the Hockey Operations will make the decision. It used to be, and, you know, and that's what they want. So that's the rule of change recommendation. Needs approval from the competition committee, which is likely to come, but nothing is a sure, sure thing. Needs approval from the Board of Governors, 31 yes votes for an in-season change, likely to happen. But again, nothing is ever sure. The hope is to have the change in place by before the end of the regular season, certainly by the start of the playoffs. Uh, there's lo- some logistics involved in terms of scheduling, how it will work within the Situation Room in Toronto. But that's what the general managers want to happen, and it's because of consistency that they're looking to do it. It's, it's a smaller group of people plus an, a former on-ice official weighing in on these things, and they're hoping some consistency will be established here so you can start to see some trends on what is goalie interference and what is not goalie interference, and maybe as a result the number of challenges we see, 170 through Monday, that's what we know, uh, will come down. That's the goal. Right now the on-ice official has the final say. That, according, you know, the recommendation is to have that change to the situation room. Yeah, to me it always seemed odd that uh, the official had the final say based on uh, what he's seen on a tablet. That was always uh, interesting to me. So I think just by eliminating the tablet, that will uh, lead to some more consistency. But uh, to play devil's advocate, I still guess the question still is what is goalie interference? We don't exactly know at this time. I think the average hockey fan watching the game still will have that uh, same question. But Gary Bettman admittedly kept saying consistency, consistency, and uh, it's still a judgment call at the same time. So there is no black or white when it comes to goalie interference, I guess, but uh, I guess uh, we'll we'll see what happens in the playoffs if this does uh, get implemented, if uh, we actually start seeing what is and what isn't goalie interference. And and I think the key here uh, for fans to understand, and not just fans, but coaches and players and general managers too, is this is a judgment call. There is no black and white with this call. It's subjective. It's what you think is a goalie interference might be different from what I think. I can tell you, I was in the room on Monday. They brought all the members of the media that are covering this meeting into the into the room where they the big ballroom where they had the general managers in, where the GMs had their meeting, and they showed us five clips uh, of plays that went to video review for goaltender interference, and we were split. The media, we were split, and the GMs were shown fourteen clips. They were split. There's no wow. right answer. There's no right answer. Your right is different than can be different from my right. The thing that they want to do is shrink the gray area because there's no black and white. There is a gray area. How do we shrink the gray area? Have a more consistent approach. And what was interesting to me is Rob Blake, the manager GM of the Kings. He he put it in these point in these terms. When you look at guys in embellishment. When, when they're fined for embellishment, diving, right? When players are fined, there's a committee that looks at this. And the, what has come up through this is the small committee and uh, is looking at this and handing out these fines or suspension, whatever it may be. And there's, 
there, the GMs are starting to see a trend in what is and what is not embellishment. They're starting to see a standard because of the consistency within the small group making this decision every single time. That would be the goal here, too. But the other part about it is, and Gary Bettman mentioned this, is, you know, these questionable ones, these real questionable goalie interference ones, the ones are like, I don't know, maybe I want to challenge it, maybe I won't, heck, why don't I do it? The league just basically says, don't challenge that, because it's not going to get overturned. If it's really that questionable, we're probably not going to change the call. And I think that's, you know, so they want to cut down on the number of challenges. They think 170 is too much. They're probably right. And they want to cut down on that number. And by doing this, they're hoping that the, the coaches will be like, you know what, we had one of those two nights ago, and it was pretty iffy. I'm not going to do the challenge on the iffy one here, too. Yeah, you know what? I like that because uh, goals are good. And I think hockey fans yeah, like goals. So them. let's not take away every goal that uh, is a little bit questionable, I would say. so. Were there any other suggestions, other- I guess, bantered about? Or was this... Uh, the- did uh, this uh, just become evident that this was going to be uh, the plan put in place as the weekend or as the week sort of moved along there? No, this was the this was seemed to be what they were they were looking at the, the most. I mean, there was some some talk about there, there's been some talk about releasing videos to the public the way they do for player safety hmm. uh, to explain the goalie interference review and the process on each one of them, or at least on the egregious ones, or the ones on the most controversial ones. You know, so the league would, would release a video explaining exactly the thought process that it went through with the official, uh, but that's that, not sure if that's going to go anywhere right now, but they do, what I think people need to know is the league does release that video, that, that exact video that I'm talking about. Every coach and every general manager gets one for every goaltender interference review, and every official gets one too. So they, they are out there. There's, there's transparency within the group uh, to try to have this consistency. And, and uh, it, it's a small, very small minority of calls that would have, been, would have been overturned if the Situation Room had control of it this season. In fact, they said between four and five calls would have been overturned, would have been different from what the officials did. So the majority of the time, overwhelming majority of the time, the Situation Room has agreed with the decision made by the on-ice official but they're trying to shrink the gray area a little bit, too. So if they think, you know, those four or five, those be goals back on the board probably. So they, they want to address it, even if it's a very small a number. And uh, will they add, I guess, a two-minute penalty as well if uh, it's a failed uh, goaltender interference challenge? That is a up for discussion. That, Bill Daly, NHL Deputy Commissioner, did bring that up and said that that was talked about in the room. Not something they're going to do right away, but something that they're going to look at over the summer. And again, it's a way to cut down on the number of challenges. Certainly it has with offside. The numbers we saw, now today's Wednesday, so the numbers we saw on Monday were there were 118 offside uh, challenges last season. I believe it was 118. 68 offside challenges this season. And a big reason for that is obviously the penalty. You know, teams don't, that's a pretty, teams don't want to go in a penalty kill if they're wrong. And, with goalie interference being a subjective call, man, you really got to be on the ball and thinking. You, you really got to. It's got to be egregious for uh, for you to challenge it if they're going to give you a two minute penalty. And that certainly will cut down on the reviews. You cut down on the reviews. You cut down on the game times. Everybody's happy. More goals go in. Everybody's happy. Chatting with uh, Dan Rosen here, senior writer for NHL.com. Let's uh, move on from the goalie interference to uh, the offside discussions. There, you hit on a little bit uh, with the challenges. Uh, 
but the rule change that was voted down unanimously i guess uh, there was how much discussion was there had i guess for changing the offside rule yeah not unanimously there were 10 general managers according to colin campbell okay. who voted to change the rule on offside to allow for the trailing skate to be in the air as long as it's over the you know broken the vertical plane of the blue line over the blue line um you know 10 gms wanted that to you know that that wording of the offside rule to change to allow for a player who does have a skate in the air to be onside uh but not enough support they need two-thirds support it was interesting last year that didn't even get to a vote this year it did uh, so that I guess you can say that's positive momentum, um, you know, a little momentum for it. But in the end, I think the, the feeling, the old, you know, the, the, the general consensus among the GMs that I spoke to were offsides isn't broken. Let's not, let's not try to fix something that's not broken. There have been 16 reviews as of yesterday. There have been 16 goals called back this season because of foot in the air offside reviews. And the GMs are basically feeling, are we going to change the wording of a rule that's been around since 1929-30 for 16 goals? And everybody knows the offside standard. Everybody knows the rule. Players, coaches, managers, referees, everybody knows it. Why, why tinker just for 16 goals? And to be honest with you, I agree with them. I, I agree with that. Like, wh why fix something that's not broken, really? Yeah, no, it's not broken, but, you know, I, I want to see more goals as well. So I'd probably change well, that, too, know, if I was thing, in charge. But you know what? The other thing about it, though, is so we always hear it like, oh, it's a millimeter off the ice. Come on. They all allow it. But you really, it, it, like, it's still hard to tell, even on, even with the blue line cameras, that millimeter off the ice, is it touching the ice or is it not touching the ice? It's still going to be questionable even if you allow it. So it's uh, on some of these. Now, you probably have a bunch, you know, a couple of goals that would still be good and what whatnot, and that would be nice. But it's also changing a rule that everybody has played with for as long as they know. So I think they just don't want to to mess with something because they don't want unintended consequences. Last year, I remember Chuck Fletcher from Minnesota brought it up to me like, "Okay, so we allow foot in the air. Are we now in, you know, encouraging our players to to lift their feet and have skates in the air?" That's a player safety issue that we don't want to go. We don't want to go down that road because all it takes is one injury from a foot in the air coming over the offside. A guy gets cut by a skate, and now we've got a debate on our hands. Uh, anything else uh, that the GMs debated? Uh, expansion, I guess, uh, was talked about today. Anything else uh, that was on the front burner? Well, this is the big issue. Uh, I know they they talked about a number of different things. They they talked about one minute penalties um, to be given for puck over the glass. Uh, things like that. Um, no real momentum there. Uh, they talked about the potential for a, you know, uh, I guess a, you know, a, a delay a game penalty if a guy intentionally pushes the net off the moorings, or if you know, you see a little bit more crackdown on pushing the net off the moorings. Um, nothing really there right now. They talked about the fighting after clean hits. We see a guy having to drop the gloves after he makes clean hit which we see a lot and uh, no real appetite to you know legislate against that it's just part of the game type of thing um, one thing I found interesting was Bill Daly said the GMs were told that if there is an expansion draft with Seattle if Seattle does come into the league uh, the expansion draft rules for Vegas would apply for Seattle so nothing would change there so that is uh, that is interesting 
Yeah, all those things you brought up are, are interesting. So I, I hope that uh, this uh, you know goal interference challenge stuff gets settled, and then next year at the GM meetings they can dig deeper into some of those other topics. That'd be a yeah cool to see if yeah, they, I mean, they make changes. I think these guys, you know, look. I think they do a, a fairly decent job here of looking ahead and um, trying to to you know not tinker, but looking ahead to see what trends in a game and. And you know how they can be proactive, but you know, let's be honest. I mean, if, if we're debating goalie interference and that rule right now, if that's the biggest thing we're talking about, game's in a pretty good place. Fair comments, Dan. Uh, appreciate your time. I'll let you uh, get back, uh, enjoy the sun a little bit uh, before you head back. Uh, you're, you're out of New York, correct? Uh, yeah, I am. Got to fly to New York. I got to fly to New Jersey. That's where I live. But okay, not flying tonight. Got a nor'easter there right now. Oh. <laughs> So some some time in the sun then for you. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Dan. Appreciate your time. We'll do it again soon around playoff time. Okay. You got it. Thanks. Dan Rosen, senior writer for NHL.com. Great guy. Knows uh, the league very well. You can check out his stuff uh, on Twitter at NHL. Dave, quickly, before we get to break, what do you think of uh, the goalie interference rule that is now in place to uh, move it to the situation room out of the hands of the official with the tablet. It's the right move. Doesn't mean we're always going to be happy, but it's yeah. a better viewpoint for the situation room because it's on a bigger it's on a bigger TV. <laughs> well, right? That's Hello. The first thing. <laughs> I'm going to look at the I'm going to try and find a you know where the puck is or where the where the yeah. where the where the interference call is on a little iPad. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I always have felt the situation room should make the call. You know, and why is the command center there? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I believe in every other league. Well, the CFL has made changes, right? Yeah. I mean, it used to be the on-field official consulting okay. with the command center, but now the command center makes the calls. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> um, anyway, there are too many judgment calls that are reviewed in the CFL. It drives me crazy. But goalie interference, yes, it is a judgment call. You, you can make it black and white and say, you know, uh, skate in the blue paint, it's no goal. I don't like that, though. Uh, there's got to be better judgment than that. So um, we'll never totally be satisfied, but to me, the situation room needs to make the call, so it's the, it's the right call. And the offside rule, honestly, just quickly, it bothers me. But doesn't bother you uh, as yeah. me, me as much now because the penalty has been a, has been the deterrent this mm-hmm. year. There's been less coaches using that challenge for fear of the offside. You know, getting the penalty for getting the offside review wrong. So well, I hope they do that as well for uh, the goal interference because every time you see a, a coach challenge uh, for goal interference, like okay, what's he seeing? Like I don't see anything, but he must see something. Like what is it? Then you start get, you get curious, like oh my god! But when the call is inconsistent. Yeah, and you have no idea. You, so they're just throwing a dart. Sure. As a coach. And, and every that needs coach, to change in my mind. Every coach will use a tool to help yeah. him win. You know, just like in the CFL when, or, you know, well, the CFL when you have these illegal contact fishing expeditions, right? When they had two, three challenges until Randy Ambrosi cut it back to, to one for each team. You know, it was just, it was, it was just, okay, we'll just throw it because we don't know. Yeah. The command center could see something totally different that than... That ruins the flow of the game. It's yeah. frustrating. I yeah. can't stand that. It is. Uh, but it's been happening less. Mm. Well, goalie interference, no. But offside, yes. So I hope that this will solve some problems. It won't solve everything. But Well, it reached a boiling point. Something needed to change. Oh, you have goalies and players and yes. you go on Twitter and everybody's yelling at the NHL saying, 
change it's it. It's just like in the NFL. What is a catch? Well, now they're, they're defining that. that rule too, yeah, yeah. Apparently, so. So what is goalie Common sense seems to be uh, yeah. <laughs> creeping into sports here. Yep. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the catch rule. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, but it sounds like they'll finally change that. Des Bryant will still be uh, upset and angry, as will Cowboy fans. But uh, Des Bryant's always angry. Well, that's true. So that won't change. <laughs> We're late for a break. It's one twenty-six in Edmonton. We are going to take a timeout. We also have Cam Moon around the corner for a full uh, WHL preview. We'll get to more of your text messages on a busy Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.